Hi everyone, it's Ellis, and this is the Animal Excellency Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about toothed whales. All right, the family of toothed whales is mostly made up of dolphins and porpoises, but it also includes larger whales, such as the narwhal, beluga, and killer whale. The largest of this family, of all these, of all the whales in this family, is the sperm whale. This is a family of incredibly social animals and is a much more diverse group than the baleen whales. Generally, tooth whales are medium-sized. Most species are found around the world in deep water and coastal shallows, although a few do live in freshwater. Their brains are large for their body size, making them some of the most intelligent mammals on the planet. Tooth whales also have one round blowhole where their nostrils are located. This means that their skulls are asymmetrical. Baleen whales, on the other hand, have two V-shaped blowholes. So this group of whales has a symmetrical skull. If you missed the episode about baleen whales, I recommend going back and listening to it. It's amazing. All right. Dolphins, a type of toothed whale, are very social animals. They live together in groups called pods or schools that vary in numbers from less than 10 to more than 1,000 individuals. They communicate using a range of whistles, clicks, calls, songs, moans, and cries. It is said that when these noises and incoherent sounds are put together, they make a complex language. Isn't that interesting? They make noises during almost every activity, whether it be playing or hunting. These calls enable individual dolphins to recognize, locate, and help each other. There are many types of calls in the whale world. There are calls when there's a predator nearby, and there are calls when there's food nearby. However, one of the most familiar and recognizable calls, even to us, might be a distress call. Once a cetacean hears a call from a pod member in distress, they'll follow it in search of their lost relative. Dolphins specifically have been known to help out other fellow dolphins if they are ill. If a pod member is sick, other members of its pod will push it to the surface so it can breathe, helping it survive. Communication between dolphins and other cetaceans is still being investigated because there's a lot we don't know, but that also means that there's a lot that we can learn from them. Tooth whales are social creatures, and they rely on their pod members to survive. They have to cooperate and work together to catch their prey. But how do they do it? Well, they use echolocation, of course. And what's that? Well, echolocation is a process of locating objects by reflecting sounds. Hmm. Cetaceans send out sounds which bounce off their prey, come back to them, and then tell them where that object is located. The closer the object, the faster the echo comes back. Most toothed whales have a fluid-filled special sensory organ known as a melon, which is located between their eyes. If it's present in a toothed whale species, you'll know it right away because of its shape, size, and location. It's huge. The melon is used to gather and focus sound waves received during the process of echolocation. It can change shape to focus the high-frequency clicks it sends out and the echoes it receives. Sound travels farther in water than in air, so toothed whales rely on their sense of hearing more than any other sense. So we know that some pods of toothed whales can get truly enormous, but there are other types of social groups that are found in this family, ones with much fewer individuals. 
However, all still rely on hearing more than any other sense. The average tooth whale social group is made up of females and their calves. Once male calves reach puberty, they leave the pod. Orcas and some other whales, however, never leave their birth group, and they never leave their pod. River dolphins, such as the Amazon River Dolphin, tend to live in small groups or live alone in the Amazon River Basin. Coastal dolphins, such as the Irrawaddy Dolphin, form larger groups because they have more predators, so they need to rely on strength in numbers. Deep water dolphins, such as spotted dolphins, live in small groups. These small groups may sometimes form into temporary pods that contain thousands of dolphins. Thousands. Dolphins have a wonderful reputation as kind and playful creatures. Now, this is true, but, however, they can be fierce and dangerous animals. Group living is beneficial because it allows them to hunt bigger and more prey. Unfortunately, it can lead to rivalries between members about food and mates. So, these rivalries can get physical. And some of the dolphins have scars from tooth marks that tell the tale of physical fights. So this is how dolphins can be fierce and dangerous. They can also be dangerous to us, but that is not as common as fights between, you know, is as territorial fights between food and mates. The reason that their teeth are so incredibly sharp is because they need to be able to grab slippery fish underwater. To do that, you need very sharp things to pin the fish in between your teeth so it doesn't swim away. Just like the humpbacks in our last episode, killer whales or orcas practice cooperative feeding, except the difference is orcas have teeth so they can tackle much bigger prey, even though the humpback is actually bigger in size. When hunting, killer whales corral their prey until it is trapped or surrounded, and then they attack, kill, and devour it. They aren't called killer whales for nothing. They feed on a wide range of animals from herring, seabirds, and seals to great white sharks and even other whales, which is also why they're called killer whales. Killer whales also have other tactics. Besides corralling their prey, they will also try and grab seals and sea lions when they're on land using the waves to slide onto the beach. However, this is very dangerous, and killer whales have beached themselves trying to get back to deeper water. Other times, they will flip over pack ice with seals on it to knock them into the water, making it easier for them to be attacked and killed. These are just a few of the many tactics that orcas use. Orcas are found in many different locations worldwide. So each and every group or each and every orca pod in these locations uses a different tactic to find their prey. Orcas in colder areas near the, near the poles may feed on blubbery seals, or in Antarctica, penguins, but those in warmer waters may feed on schools of fish instead. So each group of orca, each pod or group of orca uses a different tactic, and that's why. Because they're so wide-ranging that they can, and there are different types of foods that they eat. When dolphins are swimming in formation, which they may do while on the hunt, they often leap out of the water, which may be playful behavior or a form of communication. However, we don't know exactly which one, but we may soon figure out. Dolphins may also ride pressure waves right in front of migrating baleen whales or the man-made equivalent ship bow waves. If you've ever been whale watching, you may have seen dolphins do this. 
orange shows. That's that's much more common. This is an example of their intelligence. It is an efficient way to save energy. If they rely on the energy of something else, such as a baleen whale or the man-made equivalent ship bow waves, then they can save their energy for later, such as for the hunt, if they're going to hunt something. That's where they're traveling. Now let's talk about uh, tooth whale anatomy. The torpedo body shape of tooth whales is propelled by powerful thrusts of their tail. They also have a streamlined head, and the most species and most species have a long, narrow beak, which reduces resistance when they're swimming at high speeds. Slippery fish form the diet of most tooth whale species, which is why most of the tooth whales have pointy teeth. Interestingly enough, though, they cannot chew, so they swallow their prey hole, just like baleen whales do. Some species of toothed whales are hunted by us for their meat. Thousands more are caught accidentally as well as on purpose in commercial fishing nets. Once they are entangled in these nets, they will soon drown. They are, un- they are usually caught in these nets when they are hunting. They are moving at very high speeds, chasing their prey into the nets without knowing it, and then both the prey and the predator get stuck, usually in large numbers. These factors are the main reasons that populations of tooth whales, tooth whale species specifically, tooth whale species are decreasing. Fortunately, some nets are now being designed that are more dolphin friendly. But, but the nets that aren't dolphin friendly, when dolphins get caught in them, it's usually a large amount because dolphins are a social animal. So when there's when where there's one, there's usually more. As is the prey they're hunting, fish, schools of fish, schools. So there's more than one. So you're getting two different groups of animals caught in this nut, caught in this net accidentally, and then they end up drowning, which decreases both of their populations. So that's something to think about. All right, that's it for today. Be sure to comment, rate, and subscribe. Join us next time to learn about the eagle species with the largest talons on the planet. This is Ellis, and this is the Animal Excellency Podcast. See you next time.